Algar Productions. And now, the continuing story of Contentment Corner, starring Matt Robotham as Aaron Fawcett and Mark Bosco as Case Cutchington. Previously, we followed the young radio DJ Aaron Fawcett as he arrived for his new job as station manager of the SVFM radio affiliate in Contentment Corner, North Dakota. After leaping from a moving train, Aaron witnessed some shady dealings involving Case Cutchington and the Tordovian mobster Dutch Concierge. Dutch was mauled, possibly to death, by what appeared to be a werewolf which sent Aaron fleeing the scene. Then he encountered in somewhat rapid succession the sinister Alistair Eventide, the stern librarian Candida Prim, the apparently demonic Felicity Brimstone, a twelve-year-old girl named Vatican St. Corby, and the mayor of Contentment Corner, Oscar Tyranus, who is quite clearly a Dracula. Are you getting all this? Actually, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. I have all these names and places worked out, but you don't need to know most of this information yet. Nor, I suppose, you need to know where they all live and who they're related to. I just I get excited. You know, I've made charts and graphs in a map, and I have whiteboards. So many whiteboards. And I just want you to see how clever and fascinating it all is. <clears throat> but there'll be time. This is, after all, a continuing story. Here's what you need to know for now. Aaron Fawcett has arrived at his new place of employment and is forbidden to leave. Young Vatican St. Corby, whose mother was recently jilted at the altar, has arrived bearing the traditional Midwestern hot dish. We join their conversation already in progress. Well, you still haven't told me what you know about that werewolf. What? I mentioned it to you literally four seconds ago. Tell me! I will! In just a minute, I need to take this. Ugh. Shh, you're not supposed to be here. SVFM, where the hits are the hits. Really? Oh, uh, hello, Mr. Gordon. Sorry, Lord Gordon. Yes, sir. No, sir. I am wearing a tie, sir. Remarkably well spotted. I'm going to go snooping around in the other room, and I'm going to assume that that desperate shrug means okay. I'm also going to hope that whatever information you have isn't urgent. Meanwhile, across town, Case Cutchington and his somewhat oblivious Lupine companion, Flesk Carousel, are recovering from some nasty, violent business. Note to self, consult a Thesaurus for alternatives to meanwhile. Oh, God! What happened? What did I do? Oh, you... you saved me. Or at least you saved my genitals. That guy was about to thrash me with... What did he say? A, a cribbage? Canasta? Some kind of card game that's also a weapon. Huh. Are you alright? It was a near thing, but... Yeah, thanks to you, I'm alright. This time... It's, it's just uh, lucky I had you here with me. Looking out for me. Lucky? All I remember is you telling me to be here by the railroad tracks at an exact time. I did that, and then I saw this other guy threatening you, and then it all kind of goes blurry. Well, like I said, he was roughing me up, and you came to my rescue. My hero. Oh, but it looks like something tore his throat out. That's not something I'm even capable of doing to another human being. I love human beings. I guess you're just like one of those moms you hear about who lifts cars to save their kids. 
Hey, it's just a good thing you happened to unexpectedly be here. Yeah, that must be what happened. I'm just glad you're okay. Who is this guy? He's nobody now. <laughs> All right, who was he? Well, remember how I told you I was marrying Ottawa St. Corby today? Right, but you don't really love her. You, you said she's forcing you to marry her. Yeah, that's what I said. In fact, she sent this guy to rough me up after I told her I couldn't marry her because I love you, is what happened. <laughs> it's weird. You read so many nice things about her in the Gazette. Her charities, all the stuff she does for the survivors of those horrible factory manglings. Uh-huh, sure, but those manglings are no accident. That's her way of enforcing her stranglehold on the community. And part of her perfect vision for a perfect contentment corner is me by her side. As her husband, that she's married. <laughs> but this is America. You told her no, it should end there. Well, you'd think that, but... Not being able to have me just made her want me more. And she always gets what she wants. Well, you hear those stories about her rival, Zizix Jones, being like that, but I always thought she was supposed to be the good one. Well, you know that old saying, the ones you think are the nice ones are the ones who end up not being the nice ones. Yeah, I think I've heard people say that before. Good. Now help me get rid of this body. Well, the salad days can't last forever, and frankly, there was some trouble in the green. <laughs> but now I'm out on my own, doing the solo thing, trying to help those poor helpless souls in Vilkastan. Well, the thing is, I just want to help Mr. Fawcett here at this radio station. <laughs> and maybe he, in turn, can fill me in about the things he's seen, werewolves and the like. What I'd really like is for him to come out of that booth and... Vatican, what are you doing? What? What? Where are you? I'm in the booth. My boss could somehow sense that I wasn't sitting directly in front of the console and has decreed that I stay here. But that's ridiculous. What if you have to... I feel like I've had this conversation and his answer was, That's not like the station manager's problem. <laughs> I think my accent is better than yours. And your boss sounds like a real tosser, he does. Yeah, he's a right wanker and no mistake. Hey... I was thinking I could be your intern if you want. One of those unpaid types? I could bring you food, answer the phones, maybe fill in for you on air occasionally? No, no, no. You need a license for that. And I'm nothing if not a law-abiding citizen. A law-abiding citizen with a bucket in his booth. That is correct. Anyway, apart from the on-air stuff, that sounds great. As program director, that's completely within my jurisdiction, so consider yourself hired. I found a lot of cool stuff in here. Did you know that you have a giant archive of old radio serials from the 30s? Look at these. The Neckbolt Farms Variety Hour. J. Edgar and the Junior Hoovers. The Rick Threefold Show. Oh, and this one. I guess I could run some of that stuff in the middle of the night while I'm trying to sleep. Dottie fights off the giant slugs of Jupiter while our intrepid hero courts his true love, the Queen of the Moon. Yuck. Yeah, slugs are gross. No, I mean love. Why does every story have to have love? It's dumb. Oh, you won't always feel that way. I've heard that for young girls. It's like someone sounding a gong. One day you're not interested in that sort of thing, and then... Yes, my mother keeps saying that to me as well. It seems unlikely to me. I am incredibly out of my depth here, and to be perfectly honest, more than a little uncomfortable. You want me to bring you some water in there? Yes, please. I'll do it on one condition. <sighs> Name it. You have to tell me what you promised to tell me about that werewolf like an hour ago. Oh man, I forgot all about that, of course. So why are you marrying her? 
You're gonna give in to those goons? I told you, it's all part of my master plan. It's a complicated plan, with a lot of moving parts. Right. I remember something about a mill. The pit mill, right. That was gonna earn me the startup capital to get the broistery going. Broistery? Yeah, you know, a place that does broistery. With delicate meats. Huh. I've been operating an independent delicatessen for a long time, and I've never heard of that. It's European, from Europe. Ah. Oh. There, I think that's covered it. Let's head back to the car. So, after the broistery... Well, once we've cornered the Midwestern broistery market, that's when I start up the grape farm. Isn't there like a word... For a grape farm, a specific word, that just feels wrong. No, I'm pretty sure it's grape farm. Uh, uh, I should probably look that up when I get home. Uh, probably not going to remember to look that up. Ugh, I still got a little blood on me. Can you hand me a wet nap in the glove box there? All right. Hmm, you, you have a lot of gloves in here. I, I guess that makes sense. Also, how many driver's licenses do you have? Don't touch those. Those belong to my family members, many of whom resemble me exactly. Huh. You never told me you had a family. Well, we're estranged. Oh. Why do you have all their IDs in your car? That was before the events that occurred that led to us getting estranged. We were going to a jamboree, and we were going to be carded, so we figured it was just easier if one of us handed all of the IDs to the bouncer. Yeah, a bouncer at a jamboree. The jamborees I go to are clearly more rough and tumble than the ones you're used to. <laughs> Look at these names. Clace, Crunchington, Justin Case, Justin Time, Pronchus Crotchman. <laughs> How come everyone in your family looks just like you and also has a completely different name? Genetics. What are you going to do? So he had an eye patch, this guy, right? Right. Eye patch, white hair, rakishly unshaven, like he owned one of those Don Johnson racers. Uh, what do they call it? The, uh, the Miami device. No, that's him. He just doesn't like to shave. And this big dog you weren't prepared to admit was a werewolf? Because, of course, werewolves don't exist. It killed the guy who was roughing up Case. Well, when you put it like that, I feel like I probably should have pursued the whole report this to the proper authorities thing a little harder. Nah, I told you. Werewolves and stuff like that just aren't talked about in polite company. So does any of this help you? Definitely. Your description tells me that it's not a hellhound. It's likely indigenous to here. Of course, your common North Dakotan werewolf. Hey, you're the one who thought gazelles were some kind of predator cat. Hey, I gotta get back on the air in a second. Why don't you earn your unpay and answer that? You got it. SBFM, where the hits are the hits. Oh, it's just you, Jad. Your grandmother wants us to play Misty for her again? Sure, Jad. We'll get that right on the air for you. This is Vatican, by the way. Vatican St. Corby. I work here now. Uh, just remember, if you want anything, this is the direct line to me. Or if you want to maybe swing by and... You know what? I'll come over there. Vatican? Uh, who was it? Is everything all right? Vatican? Hello? Hello? Ottawa, baby. It's me. Listen, don't say anything. I, I need to get some stuff off my chest. I know I messed up today, all right? But things got a little dicey for old Case. The Tordovian mob got it in their heads that I owe them money. Maybe I look like somebody else. I don't know, but they came from my genitals, baby, and 
You know how protective I get about my genitals. Anyway, I think I finally convinced them that they were after the wrong guy, but in the process, I, I missed the wedding. I'm real sorry about that. It's just, if I hadn't gotten that business straightened out then and there, they could have actually shown up at the wedding and ruined our perfect lives together. You believe me, don't you? You're the only one for me. I never felt for anyone else the way I feel for you. You're my soapy, sudsy princess. My lathery kitten. I'd sooner put out my good eye than see you get hurt. So you'll give me another chance, right? Come on, buzz me in and I'll show you just how sorry I am. Score. And this concludes the music portion of our broadcast day. Coming up next, a new feature here at SVFM. An eight-hour block of programming from 50 years ago so I can get some damn sleep. Uh, quick note, all of the promotional offers in the following program are long expired. That radium-enriched breakfast cereal may sound appealing, but it's been taken off the market for some reason. Oh, and if anyone's seen my intern, could you maybe point her in the general direction of this station? Uh, this is Aaron Fawcett signing off for the evening. It's very possible she's abandoned me, but at least she figured out a way for me to get some shut-eye. Isn't so bad. And I'm sure things won't look quite so bleak to me in the morning. Hmm. Guess I figured out where that lighthouse thinks the sea is. That is right. Well, I'm sure my eyelids will provide an ample shade from that unnatural and surely unnecessary constant light source. Or not. God damn it. Concurrently. Oh, I like that. Concurrently. Concurrently, just outside town, the Tordovian crime lord, Swiss Hotelier, receives an urgent visitor. Oh, Jay, oh, Jay, I'm touring as hard as I can. Oh, it's you, my most prized underling. Come in out of the mild and into your overling's comfort zone. I apologize for the intrafusion, mine fervor. I thought you should know that the Tordovian mobster Dutch concierge has gone missing presumed manslaughtered. This smells like it sounds. Fishy business with Case Cutchington. Should we murder him with the fishes? Yes, I think that is the correct course. Murder it is! Hooray! Episode 2 of Contentment Corner featured Duncan Bosco as Prick, Mark Bosco as Case Cutchington, Robert Cooper as the narrator, Nathan Lejeunesse as Flas Carousel, Matt Robotham as Aaron Fawcett, Nicole Santora as Vatican St. Corby, Amanda Smith as French, and Ron Algar-Watt as Swiss Hotelier. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt, with Matt Robotham and Amanda Smith. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2016. You're my soapy, sudsy princess. My leathery kitten. My lathery kitten. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Gotta get you some moisturizer.